0: we do know welcome our online viewers, those that are watching and those that are listening on our podcast. Hope Covenant, would you put your hands together? Welcome our online viewers and listeners this morning. It's an honor to have you with us. Our last Service of the year. We say it every year that if you're, well, we say it every every week actually that if you're ever in the Charlotte area, we want to encourage you to stop on by. We'll make you feel right at home. I want to open in prayer, and I've got a message. It's a short message this morning that I believe will encourage you, and I want to encourage you to get your mind out of just uh, the the hustle and the bustle. I know it's the week before Christmas, and we've all got a lot to do this week, but I want to encourage you to hit pause for a minute. Let's give God our very best in our attention for the next 30 minutes. I won't go longer than that. And I want to encourage you to really di- dig in and, and listen to this, because I believe how many of you this year has been a turbulent year? Can I get a show of hands? This has been a challenging year. Yeah, it has been for uh, many of you. It has been for us. Um, I know a lot of families that have struggled with loss and, and then having to walk through the process of grief and marriages and all kinds of things this year that have, that have happened. And I want to encourage you that if you've been through uh, something difficult this year, whatever it may be, maybe if a family member is even dealing with sickness now, Uh, I want to encourage you, there's a hope, and his name is Jesus, and he's got a plan. And uh, I want to give, I just want to give him our best this morning. We're going to surrender, and we're going to end this year, I believe, with an encouraging word. It'll encourage every one of you. Father, we just right now direct our attention to you. And we give you everything right now. I give you our, 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 our ears. We give you our hearts. We give you our attention. We give you our affection. We thank you, Lord, that when times are good, you're good. And when times are difficult, and maybe we'll even use the word bad, you're still good. And so we thank you for your faithfulness. And we welcome you, and we encourage you to speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, we just shout amen. Amen. Guys, you came to the right place this morning, no matter what it is that you have as a struggle or a, a maybe a, what looks like a mountain in front of you that you're not sure how you're going to get to the other side. I want to encourage you, you will get to the other side. We're going to talk about this in today's message title, Behold, the Savior has come. And obviously we know that, that, that Jesus, he came and he's still alive, very much alive. He's here in this room right now. I believe that. His presence, we felt it during worship. At least I did. I hope you did. And if you didn't, I believe you're going to feel it during this message. You're going to experience the Lord. I believe that, and I'm praying for that. But behold, the Savior is coming. We're really going to camp out on the Word. What does it mean, behold, to behold the Savior? I want to say this: that 2022. It's been a year for many of you of stepping out in faith. Many of you've been through things. It's it's been a year of just like, Lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay faithful. It doesn't look good, but I'm going to remain faithful to you, and I'm going to step out in faith. Many of you expanding in your giving in many areas, stepping out and witnessing to people and trying to reach. We've been, we've been focusing on evangelism, and so many of you, that's been an act of faith to step out and use your gifts that God's given you and use your anointing that he's anointed you with. But I want to celebrate the Lord for all he's done this year. I I don't want to miss this moment to thank God for what he's done this year, even when it's been challenging and tough, that he works all things together for the good according to those that love him. Do you love Jesus today? So he's going to turn it around for your good no matter what you've been through. I just want to give God thanks for his, for his faithfulness to me and, and to Liz and to many of you that have walked through situations where you have felt his comfort. And if you haven't, you will. I promise you that. I firmly believe that 2023 is going to be a year of increase and a year of reach with this church. I believe we're going to grow as a church. And what I mean by that is not that we're necessarily just going to grow as an organization. I believe that's going to happen, that Hope Covenant Church will grow, but that you personally would grow in your spiritual walk with God this year, that you would have an encounter with God that would forever change you, and that those of you that experienced challenges in 2022, that 2023, it's a fresh slate, it's a new year, and we're going to close the door on the challenges and thank God for great things this year, and we're going to hit the next button, amen? So today I, I want to turn to Scripture and I want to I want to look at the Christmas story. I I I I'm not one that's very thematic typically with my messages, but this just really worked this year as I was seeking God. Like Lord, what would you have me say on this last service? And This Scripture it isn't just a nice fairy tale. This is this is a true story that we're going to read, and this story is powerful. And it, it honestly it centers me personally with our core theology as Christians. So I want to really focus in on this. As Christians, I I think it's important that we not only reflect on this story, but that we allow the power that's in it to do a work in us this morning. And I I really want to camp out on this word, behold, the Savior has come again. How many of you would agree that Jesus is the greatest gift given to us? Are you with me? His power not only changes us, but it can work through us and it can impact our sphere. And I believe that Jesus can ultimately, and he will change the world he already has. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Luke two. This is the Christmas story. We're going to read verses eight to 20. I want to dissect this. I believe there's a lot of revelation. Maybe, you know, you could read the same verse over and over again. And the beauty of the Bible is that there's continued revelation. When you press in and you read things, you see things you never saw before. Um, I could do that just with a regular book, Never mind the Bible, but the Bible has power in it. So let's read this Luke Chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. Now there were, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields. So these were outdoorsmen, these shepherds, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. So just when the angel and the glory appears to these shepherds, the first response was fear. And, and the angels are trying to tell them, hey, chill out. You don't need to be afraid. And church, I want to tell you that in 2023, I believe that we're going to access through worship and 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 through through our meetings and our gatherings and just you plugging in with God one-on-one that you're going to access the presence of the Lord. And I want to tell you that when you see the glory of the Lord, I want to encourage you, chill. Don't be afraid. It's, it's a good thing. And God will show you things and reveal things in your life that maybe need to be omitted. Maybe there's sin or maybe there's something you're holding on to. I know for me and Liz, we were talking the other day and even grief that we've been holding on to that God's saying, you need to drop that. You need to lay it at my feet and it's time to move on because I've got a purpose for you. Grief can hold us from our purpose if we don't surrender it and give it to God. So, when you access the glory, those things are revealed. When you access the presence of the Lord, He speaks to you about things. And it's a good thing. And repentance, when you say, Lord, I'm going to turn from this, that's not a dirty word. That's a holy word. It's a wonderful word. It's saying, God, I'm sorry. I'm here to make a change. And Lord, you do it. You do the, you do the work in me. Go ahead. I'm going to surrender to you. You do it. Verse 10. Then the angel said to them, do you not be afraid for behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which will be to everybody say all, all people. When we behold Jesus, when we, when we look to Jesus, it eliminates fear and anxiety and grief and loss and the feeling of unworthiness. I want to talk to the person here this morning that you feel unworthy or like God, I, I struggle when I get into your presence of feeling less than. Can I tell you that the recognition of your unworthiness is a great start? Because he alone, we just saying is worthy. He alone is worthy. And in his presence, he washes me and cleanses me that I, I can come before him with thanksgiving and thank him that he's done a great work in me. Are you with me? So what does it mean to behold Jesus? I'm going to get a little teachy just for a second. It's not going to be long. Bear with me. What does it mean to behold Jesus? Behold is derived from the Greek word adao. is how it's phonetically pronounced. It looks like Edo, but it's, it's Dow, which means be sure to see. So behold in the Greek, the original interpretation means to be sure to see. So behold Jesus, be sure to see Jesus. That's what that means. So behold simply means to look or turn towards. Behold, the Savior has come. Behold, see, be sure to see that Jesus has come to save and to rescue, to snatch you out of a position or a condition that is insurmountable in your mind. You can't get beyond it. It feels like it's just too hard. But behold, how many of you know he's a God of impossibilities and he makes impossible. possible? Yes. That's, that's the beauty of Jesus. So let's turn our attention. We're going to look at verse 11 for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And I love the announcement here of our savior that the Messiah is here. He's going to change the world. Verse 12, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, laying in manger. I love this because the Bible prophesied this before it happened. And you are seeing fulfilled prophecy. This is a fulfilled prophecy, a fulfillment of what was prophesied to come, that there would be a a savior that would come, that the Messiah would come. How many of you know scripture, it it says things that will happen and we go, well, how do we know that what it says will happen? Like, like the return of the Lord that we talked about this year, how do we know that's going to happen? Because you look at prophecies that were fulfilled and you go, oh, that is the true inspired word of God. That is truth. You can trust the word and this story is proof of it. Living proof of it. I love it. I love it. The Bible's accuracy. Verse 13. And suddenly there was an angel. There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. When you behold Jesus, you end up with peace and being at peace. So when you're sure to see, when you look to Jesus in the middle of a situation where your peace is robbed, in his presence, you gain perfect peace. I want to encourage somebody who's dealing with something this morning that is, maybe it's harassing your mind. Maybe when you're alone and you start to think and you start to ruminate the problem, what looks like you can't get beyond it. When you behold Jesus and you look to Jesus and you surrender it at his feet, you end up with perfect peace. There we go. Verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. God's really key right there. There's revelation that was made known to us right here. They trusted that. And they came with haste. In other words, they were in a hurry and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. I want to ask you this. Are you in a hurry to behold Jesus? Maybe you didn't come this morning in a hurry to see Jesus. Maybe you've been plagued and consumed with a thought of whatever it is that's making this season difficult for you. And I want to encourage you. Get in a hurry to behold Jesus because he can change that. You go, but my emotions. And you know what? Your emotions are not in control. The the Messiah is. And when you behold him, he will turn that around. There's hope for you. Verse 17, now they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. So the shepherds, they were all chatty about this. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. When you behold Jesus, you end up praising him because it's impossible like these shepherds to not behold Jesus and not see the revelation of him when 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 it's given to you. And you want to share it with everybody you possibly can. That's the beauty of, of you encountering Jesus is you want to tell everybody you can. This guy, this, this, this Savior came and, and rescued me and took me out of this deep, dark place. When you experience that change, it's not just for you. It's for everybody around you, and you can't wait to tell everybody. That's why I'm praying for such an encounter this year of the presence of the Lord that I don't have to pump you up about evangelism. You're pumped already because you encountered someone who completely changed you. Yes. And, I, man, I'm believing God for a church that's, that encounters the Messiah, that comes in this room and, and encounters the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that, that, that does a, a work in your heart that forever makes you just want to share this with everybody you know. Beholding Jesus will always result in revelation of him. Let me explain that to you. When you see Jesus and you, and you encounter Jesus, it will always lead to revelation of what matters to him, the values of his heart, and it'll get supernaturally instilled in you. That's why I tell you all the time that just a moment in his presence can do what I can't do for 50 years of teaching and preaching just a moment in his presence where you encounter and you behold and you look to the lamb and you go oh my god i just felt the lord that's why i want to encourage you if you're you're going to focus on feelings try to feel the lord man get into his presence and just just bask in his goodness when a parent wants to really lock in with a child How many of you have kids and you've you've told your kids, don't touch that, don't touch that. And then you get down and you look at your child in the eyes. You're like, behold, (laughs) do not touch that. I want to encourage you. Some of you need to get down on your knee and just behold, behold, Jesus. I'm going to look to you. I'm going to look to you. Maybe Jesus is going to look back and go, behold, don't touch that. (laughs) I'm just saying is all. You become awestruck with his goodness when you behold Jesus. It's not something you have to ask for. It happens. I'm here to tell someone who's had a difficult year this year that your gift has arrived. And his name is Jesus. You just need to behold the gift. Look to the gift and access his presence and let him turn that situation that you've been holding on to. It's something that's worked for the good because he will work all things together for the good according to those that love him. Do you love Jesus? Let's behold Jesus together, and let's look and reflect on it. Jesus and his goodness. My God, it's, it's amazing. Let's, let's, let's commune with Jesus today. Whatever you feel, whatever the challenge, whatever the obstacle you're dealing with, when you behold Jesus, he'll bring you through, and he'll give you peace, and he'll comfort you. You'll end up with his joy when you look to and you behold Jesus. When a shepherd is on night watch, and, and guys, there's revelation in this. I'm going to wrap up with this story. When a shepherd's on night watch, it's it's a pretty lame job. You're kind of watching sheep in, in a pasture. It's like we're, we're sheep watching. It's, a, it's kind of lame. But your hope is that it would be a lame night because if it's not, that means a wolf or something came and brought chaos. So you're like hoping to go back home as a shepherd and tell the family, yeah, it was a nothing night. Like, okay, awesome. But... The, the night that the angels interrupted them as they were watching these fields and watching these sheep, it was not a nothing night. Right. And I want to say this parallel to our situation. Many of you this year was not a nothing year. But what if your interruption this year is really angels in disguise? You go, oh, I, I'm looking at the situation. And I don't see that. But what if the very thing that feels like a wolf and it feels like chaos is really the Savior that you need to behold to gain the revelation of what God is really doing in the background. You go, I don't, I don't see how this situation, how this loss can really be a good thing. How many of you know that God ordains and orders the number of all of our days? And Isaiah says that sometimes he rescues those that we love from things and we don't even know what's going on. Do you trust the eternal ordination of God? Because you might be sitting here and going, no, I don't. That that could be, I have said that to the Lord. No, I don't actually trust that. I don't, you're going to have to help me to trust this. Because this is, this, this, this bites. I hate this. But I want to encourage you if you're in that place. That if you could see that the king of kings and the Lord of lords is in control and knows better than we do. If he truly is your Lord, that means you have to submit to his lordship, which means that you must surrender even the things that you don't understand. And the sooner you get that is the sooner you will be at peace because you give up control and you say, God, you know what? You know better. Could you just say it out loud? Let your ears hear it. God, you know better. God, you know better. It's, it, it's difficult, but I promise you I'm preaching to somebody that I believe that the interruptions sometimes are ordained by God. You know, he'll get you to your destiny no matter what. Maybe you made a mistake this year and you feel like you've jacked up God's whole plan for your life. I want to encourage you. That's not true. You can repent, you can turn from the things that you feel are obstacles that are between you and God, and he'll put you right on track. In fact, he's so good that in his mercy and in his compassion, he'll use that very thing to launch you into your destiny. I'm declaring over somebody that feels like you failed, that he's going to use your failure to launch you to your destiny. So get excited. You can't jack it up. That's how faithful our God is. I'm preaching better than y'all are In, but that's okay. 2022 may have felt like a huge interruption, but what if God is interrupting because he's trying to get you to behold and see him? What if he's trying to use that thing to get you to see him? You go, this is aggravating. You know what? Surrender is aggravating because you are laying down your flesh and encouraging your spirit. Some of you, it's very difficult to overcome the flesh. Do you know that when you have to lay down grief, even it's a matter of laying down your flesh and getting into the spirit. And you can only do that through the access of God's presence. And can I tell you something? You are not disrespecting the person that you love to lay down the grief. You're actually honoring them because they're in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, hopefully. And I want to encourage you with that. I feel like Jesus is saying, look at me this morning. I'm interrupting because you need to quit looking at and tending the field and get some priorities straight. The shepherds were ripped from their assignment at that moment as shepherds. I feel like some of you are so focused on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we could get so caught up in the game of trying to survive in life that we miss God. And I hear the Lord saying, Hope covenant, behold, those that are watching online, behold, look to me. Don't miss it. Don't miss it because of your busyness. I hear Jesus saying, I've got a better plan and I want to show you some things, but you've got to behold me to get that plan. You've got to look to me to get the revelation. Yes. My God, we got to repent for being distracted this year. We've got to repent even even the things that have gone on in life that, you know, it it might not even be your fault. But, you know, it's a good thing if you've been distracted from beholding Jesus to say, Lord, I repent just for not being in your presence. You're expecting nothing, but I want want you to quit that and get your expectors up. His power is not a question. It's a statement. He's here. Behold, the Savior is here. I hear Jesus saying to someone this morning, I'm getting your priorities in order. Look to me. When you look to me, I'm going to show you some things. And for starters, you'll have comfort. You'll end up with joy and you'll end up at peace. I want to say that in order because that is in order. He's going to comfort you. You're going to gain the joy of the Lord. And with that, you will be at peace. The Lord is turning things around for many of you in this room. I was seeking the Lord on the way here, just praying, saying, God, I don't want this to just be a standard Christmas message. I don't want this to just sound like a fairy tale story, but I literally want to hand deliver on a plate the escargot of the reality. I'm saying escargot because it's classy. Many, it's, and some of you might think it's nasty, whatever, whatever your poison is. Maybe it's a filet mignon, but I'm saying here this morning, you've got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the savior of the world, and he's accessible to you. Thank God for the blood and the cross. Thank God for Jesus who came down here as a baby to, to come and, and, and grow up and mature and die that God would give his son for us. Thank God for that. Today, I, I'm here to tell somebody, behold, look, your gift has arrived. Oh, come let us adore him for he alone is worthy. So what we're going to do this morning Because again, I know many of you are hurting. Maybe Christmas this year is just, it feels like pain. Maybe you've been seeking God for, it was a turbulent year and, and you've been in a position where you've experienced challenge after challenge after challenge and you're going, this is not how I wanted this year to end. Everything in my life feels upside down. What if he's everything is turned upside down. He's going to use that very thing. I'm not saying he created that situation, but what if he wants to use that situation to place you in 2023 in the perfect spot? I believe that's the case. I believe that's the case. I want to encourage you. You're called. I want to encourage you. You're probably more equipped than you think. And if not get into his presence and he'll do that supernaturally. That's the beauty of God. You may have felt this year like you went backwards. And I'm talking to somebody this morning that feels like you went backwards. And I'm here to tell you that I believe... That that step that you feel is backwards is preparation for what God wants you. Yeah, how many of you know when a catapult? How a catapult works? We used to live in New Jersey, right by a naval base, where they would they would they would practice when when planes would land on ships, the the aircraft carriers that are in the middle of the ocean. They would practice. It was called Lakehurst Naval Base, right by our house. We'd hear the booms all the time, and we lived right right near it. And you would you would you would they had these little like rubber bands, and they were pulling it back and pulling it back, and it would give the momentum that when that was released, that plane would shoot off, and I believe that's the case for many of you this this morning that are here, that this year, you felt like you were going backwards, but it's like a rubber band of momentum in the spirit that that thing is going to release, and in 2023, I believe you're going to catapult into the purposes of God. I mean, I need somebody to put your hands together and clap and give God a shout of praise. Because I'm not just trying to pump you up this morning. I'm trying to tell you, I believe it's prophetic. I believe it's coming. I believe that job that you've been waiting for or that job that you're in, that you're frustrated over, that this year God is going to turn things around. Stay faithful and behold, look to Jesus. But when Christmas feels like pain and it feels like a disaster, what do we do? We look to Jesus, we lay it down at his feet, and I want to encourage you this year, seize the moment of enjoying those that are with you, because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. I'm going to look at my mom and dad and Liz, not in that order, Liz, mom and dad, just saying, got to get the order right before I get in trouble. Lord knows I'm going to get in trouble. I'll get in trouble anyway. I just, just for being up here, I get in trouble, but I'm going to look at them and I'm going to seize the moment. Can we just get real for a second? We're going, to, we're going to receive communion in just a minute. But before we do that, before, before we, I want to encourage you this year. You know, we canceled church for this reason. Not because it was inconvenient I, or because I was worried about, are we going to be five people in the room and nobody's going to come? It was none of those things. We're a family church, and I want to encourage you to seize. You know, church is community. And I want to encourage you to have community with your inner circle and your family that morning. And I want to encourage you, seize that moment. And for those of you who feel alone, I want to encourage you, you're not alone. You know, I want to encourage families that are here, if you know somebody who's spending Christmas by themselves, invite them over. And pull them in because that's the character of Jesus. We've got a hurting world. Do you care? Jesus cares for every person. He left in, in the parable left the 99 to go after the one. We need to do the same. Would you look to Jesus today? Because whatever you're challenged with, whatever addiction you have, whatever you see in private that nobody sees that you feel you can't get beyond, some of you are addicted to pornography. I don't know how to get free of this. Behold, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, when you say, Lord, I repent, I don't know how to stop this. I don't know how to stop grieving. I don't know how to stop all this stuff that's going on. You say, but Lord, I invite you and I ask you to come and, and take this from me. I don't want it anymore. So here's what we're gonna do this morning. Every head bowed and with the music just up a little bit more. Could we end this year just by pausing and Whatever it is, that's not pleasing to the Lord. Would you just picture that thing and just say, Lord, I repent. I need help. I don't know how to stop this. I don't know how to stop this addiction. I don't know how to stop these harassing thoughts. I don't know how to stop this grief. Lord, I need you to come and heal it, not just plug it, not, not just band-aid. I need you to fix this. Some of you have to get a little bit of an attitude and say, "I'm not carrying this into the new year. I'm not doing it." Father, right now, we lay everything at your feet. We surrender everything at your feet, even things that were beyond our control that we couldn't, we we didn't know how to even cope with what happened. Lord, I thank you for your comfort. I thank you for your joy, and I thank you for your peace. I just release that over every person in Jesus' name. But Father, for sin, we repent. I want to encourage you. I don't don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord. Let's get beyond the pride. You know, it's awesome when you get in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, I haven't had an intimate relationship with you. I want to commit myself. I want to recommit myself to you today. With every eye closed, I want to encourage you. If you're like, Jesus, that's me. I need to get closer. I need to recommit myself. Would you just lift your hand? It's between you and God. It's not between you, me, and God. My hand's up. I truly want you to experience comfort. I want you to experience joy. And I want you to experience peace this Christmas. So, Father, I just right now just declare that, that we will experience your comfort, your joy, and your peace this Christmas. That it would be the merriest, most joy-filled Christmas ever. Knowing that that we might not understand, but that we trust you, that you're good and that your mercy endures forever. If you believe that, we just shout amen. Listen, if you need prayer, uh, we're here for you. You can come on up and we'll pray with you. Otherwise, have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys in the new year and have a happy new year as well. We'll see you January 1 right here in this room at 1030. Love you guys. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.